Hello and welcome to Dragnet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. If you follow the news, you've probably seen that the price of gold has been setting new all-time highs recently. There are several reasons why that is happening, including the rising cost of living, our national debt passing $34 trillion and continuing to skyrocket, and the upcoming elections in November which add to the economic uncertainty. It's why so many Americans, including myself, are turning to Birch Gold Group. Text OTR to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you can count on Birch Gold. Just text OTR to 989898 to claim your free info kit now. Sound off for Chesterfield. Chesterfield, the first cigarette in America to give you premium quality in both regular and king size. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Detective Sergeant, you're assigned a robbery detail. A man has been found in the trunk of an automobile. He's been badly beaten and is suffering from shock. Your job, investigate. Here's what the nation's press has had. Either way, Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, Time to punishment. Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Wednesday, February 18th. It was raining in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out a robbery detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Fab Brown, chief detective. My name's Friday. It was 10.48 p.m. when I got back to the car. Unit 1K. Still wet out in it. Was the end? No, he's the guy who gave us a big story like carrying a lunch bucket. Always home by 9 o'clock. Yeah. There was a call while you were out. Someone locked in a car trunk. We better roll on it. Yeah. What do you figure about your informant? Well, I don't know. It's rain. Hold up someplace. He's not on the street. He's your boy, Joe. You ever come up with anything worthwhile? Well, he used to. Got to be an awful life now. He can't stay sober long enough. Always talking about joining AA, but he never can get around to it. Too bad. Doing good if you give him a chance. If you want to be helped, they're the ones who can do it. Well, I'll try to catch him in the morning, huh? Getting late. I'm tired. Yeah, I could use some sleep. Hey, when we see this guy, you think he'll be able to give us anything? I don't know. Fancy, he might. He might be able to come up with something. Doesn't figure, Joe. Nice job they pulled. There's not a rumble in town on him. Well, how do you even close identification? Well, we don't turn him soon. It's going to be out of our hands. He's something for homicide to work on. You think of this trunk, the A might be the same one? Well, if it's him, this makes number 10 for him. The old man will clean his head off in the morning. Sure won't help his ulcer. He'll be sipping milk all day. He just graduated the soft-boiled eggs. This thing will put him right back on the sippy diet. Poor old idiot. These and ulcers. We just can't win. Well, that must be it up there, Frank. Guy waving the radio car. Hell yeah. There's one eight four just coming in too. Yeah. Let's right, sit here. You want to get off my side? Yeah. Go ahead. Right around the corner, officer. I'm the one who called. Didn't take you long to get here. I'll show you right around here. Yes. 
Hi, Joe. Frank. Uh, are you, you police officers, too? Yes, sir. My name's Friday. It's my partner, Frank Smith. Oh, uh, Joe. I'm Carl Miller. I own the drugstore on the corner. I'm the one who found the car, you know. Yes, sir. If you'd uh, show us the car. Yeah, sure thing. Around this way. I'm going way back to Miss Dalton. Over to college, Joe, for a baby. That's his car. I thought I heard something. Yes, sir. Well, fine. Then I got to thinking that maybe something might be wrong. So I went back. I looked in the car, but I couldn't see anything. Yeah. Well, I figured that maybe it might be my imagination. You know, maybe something else. And I heard this voice. Sounded like it was coming from the trunk. Tried to get it open, but it was locked. And that's when I called you. Uh, is this? Uh, yes, sir. Put your ear against the trunk. You can probably hear it. Yeah, okay. Let's get somebody in there. Let's see if we can get this thing open, huh? I'm going to need something to fly it open. Yeah. Why do you in the car, Al? Oh, uh, wait a minute. Maybe there's something in here. I'll look. No, sir. Please don't touch the car. What? Don't touch the car, sir. Hey, Stuart, you want to look for fingerprints? Should have thought of it myself. I'll check my field door. Should have something in there. All right, fine, Al. Thank you. 
us what happened. Just, yeah. About a quarter to eight, Nate that's my wife, said we were out of coffee. We were having late dinner, so while she finished fixing it, I went out to get some. Yeah. I got down to Pico and Union. Signal was working. Stop. I pulled up. There were two guys standing on the safety zone. You know, like they were waiting for a streetcar. Mm-hmm. I thought the time was a lousy thing, having to stand out in the rain waiting for a streetcar. Yes, go ahead. Well, the next thing I knew, when I opened the door, up in front, when I opened the door, I figured that maybe it was somebody that knew me. It was dark, you know. Couldn't see you well. The other one opened the back door and got right in the car. I knew darn soon I didn't know these guys. Sure. Well, the fellow in front had a gun pointed right at me. Looked like a cannon. Biggest gun I ever saw. Tell you I was scared. Yeah. Told me to pull up the curb. I did. What happened then? Told me to get in the back seat. I told him I could take my money, car, whatever they wanted. Just let me go. And the guy in the back told me to shut up and get back there with him. I asked him again to let go. Told him that I wouldn't say anything. Said if they just let me go, I wouldn't tell anyone. I was scared, you know. That's yes, we understand. Guy in the front got a real wild look in his eye. Looked like he was crazy. I tried to get out of the car. He hit me. Side of the head with that gun. Then they grabbed me, threw me in the back seat. Hold me right over the front. Got me on the floor in the back. Uh-huh. What did you do then? Oh, nothing. I just laid there. Figured that maybe they'd think I was out cold and me alone. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Well, the guy in the back took a roll of adhesive tape out of his pocket, wrapped around my wrist and ankles. Well, what did they do then, sir? Well, they still thought I was knocked out. The guy in the front said, get me out of the car. Big fellow opened the door, lifted me out, picked me up like a sack of potatoes. The guy with a gun ran around, opened the trunk. And they threw me in. One of my legs was over the bumper, and the big guy grabbed it and twisted it so it had fit in the trunk. Almost died, but I didn't dare let him know it wasn't out. Mm-hmm. And after that? But he locked the car and drove away. Must have drove for a while, and they stopped. Mm-hmm. You got any idea how long they drove, sir? How far? Uh-oh. I couldn't see anything. Couldn't hear much. Just a little mumbling. I know they stopped the gas station, though. Well, oh, how's that, sir? Well... Right after we stopped, I heard one of them yell at somebody. I couldn't tell what he was yelling, but in a little while, I heard somebody come back, take the gas cap off of the tank, and I heard the gas go in the tank, right in front of the trunk. Gotcha. Well, after the guy put the cap back on the tank, I heard one of the guys say something about stick-up. Why you were stopped? Did you try to let the gas station and tell it no if you were in the trunk? Oh, sure. And I tried to kick the trunk, but the way they twisted my leg put me in, I couldn't move. They gagged me, too. Put a big piece of adhesive tape over my mouth. No, sir, I tried to let the guy know. I just couldn't do it. You said it to heard one of them say, this is a stick-up. Yeah. Those were the words you used to. This is a stick-up. Uh, why don't you go ahead, sir? Well, there was some quiet talking after that. I couldn't tell what was going on, and they drove away again. You have no idea where this gas station was? Uh-oh. Sorry, but I was being bounced around that trunk. My head was where they hit me. I know they turned some corners, but I couldn't even guess where the station might be. What happened there? Same thing. They'd drive for a while and they'd stop. They'd get out of the car, then come back, we'd start to drive again. Well, finally they parked, I waited for them to come back. They didn't. I tried to get the gag off my mouth so I could yell for help. Rubbed my face against the spare tire and got loose. Then I yelled, kicked my feet against the trunk. I just about given up when you found me. I'm sure I was through. It was getting hard to breathe in there. Uh-huh. 
I can imagine. No, you can't. Until you've been locked in a trunk. Nobody can imagine that. Terrible. Just terrible. Say, have you called me? That's my wife. Have you called her? No, she'll be having Oh, she'll be hopping there. What time is it? It's 11.45. Almost four hours to get a pile of coffee. She'll be raising the roof. Would you call her? Tell her where I am? Yes, yeah, sir. I'll call her. Want to give me the number? Uh, Madison 
I called Leighton Prince. They said the car was dry enough to work on it. Couldn't tell if anything went. Said they called back. Mm-hmm. I've been going over that crime report. Maybe got an idea. Yeah. The way it looks, they picked up the cars in one area, pulled the jobs in the same area. Could be that they live in that area. Makes sense. They've been working inside a 30-square block. Fig down to Hill, 7th to Pico. You got a description on it. Talked to the desk clerks at every hotel and boarding house in the area. Robbery, did you? Yeah, he's here. See you, Jim. Thank you. This way. Oh, yeah, dude. Galloway says he hasn't heard from you for the past six weeks. 
That's how long these robberies have been going on. You look awful good for them. So I maybe skipped town. I was going to report up here. I got a job. Now I'm trying to go straight. How about the job they got you for now? I needed a little extra dough. You know, some came up. I read about those jobs in L.A. I figured it might work for me. Thought maybe you'd figure it was the same guy. Yeah, we do. Uh, you got it all wrong. Sure, you got me nailed for this one, but that's all. I had nothing to do with him in L.A. Uh, witnesses seem to think otherwise. I tell you, witnesses are full of cheese. I didn't have anything to do with him. I'm sorry, boy. You got me tagged for a job up here. Nothing else. How'd you figure that? Well, how long did you say those jokers been working in L.A.? About six weeks. Then you got nothing on me. Well, sure, I haven't left town for a month and a half, and I can prove it. Jack Webster told us that he's been registered at a hotel on Geary Street for the past month and a half. Further, he said that he's been working in a foundry in South San Francisco for the same period of time. We checked both of the places out and found that he was telling the truth. He was filed on in San Francisco for grand theft auto and kidnapping. Sunday, February 22nd. We arrived back in Los Angeles, took our witnesses to their homes, and checked into the office. We called Captain Gideon and found that there had been no new developments in the case. Frank and I went home to get some sleep. Monday morning, 7.45 a.m., we signed into the office. We picked up the flyers and started to canvas the area where we thought the holdup men were living. During the first day, we were able to check out 28 places. Tuesday, the 24th, it started to rain again. At 8.30 a.m., we started to canvass the rest of the hotels, rooming houses, and boarding houses in the area. For three days, we talked to the day and the night clerk in each place. We left each of them a flyer with the description of the men and our cards, asking them to call us if anyone answering the description should register at their particular place. For three days, it rained. Saturday, February 28th. Think it'll ever stop, Joe? It sure is wet. Like the guys we want to drop off the face of the earth, nobody's seen or heard of them. I never realized there were so many hotels in L.A. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Well, let's try this one. All right. Yeah, something you want? We're police officers, sir. Here's our ID. What's that? Police officers. Oh, oh, police. That's right, sir. Yeah. Well, what do you want? We'd like to know if you got anyone here who answers these descriptions.
Scott and Winters, these sentences are to run consecutively. 